let's go to the Word this morning. I want to challenge you this morning. This last week I told you I was going to talk about a subject. I want to talk about the Antichrist this morning. Uh, I've, I've thought about, you know, God, is this what you want to talk about this morning? This is what you want me to share? And you know what? He just kept driving it through, praise God. I think today is a day that God is trying to warn His church to be cautious, to be looking, because the enemy's out there. I want to talk about a man that is as arrogant, as prideful. As ever you, and he, he has the breath of Satan in him. He's birthed by the devil. His character is everything that Satan is. And he's coming on the scene soon. Praise God, if, he, if he's not born yet. I personally believe he's ready to take power. That's my belief from what I'm seeing in the, in, in the signs and the world, the system. Everything he needs to exist and to operate is there. Praise God. His power is, you know, the Bible says that the dragon gave him power in the book of Revelations. That is, the dragon is Satan, right? He empowers this man. This man is going to be one of the most demonic. He'll make Hitler look like a choir boy because of his, his spirit. And his main message is to defeat God. Listen, when we got a, a, a being that wants to defeat God, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't care, he's in the wrong battle. <laughs> and I want you to turn with me. And I started, let's go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Paul is talking about this person. Before I get started, I want to kind of give a little... Uh, a little, a little idea of who this man is, okay? See, right now we got trouble in the world. Amen? We have things happening right now in this very society that demands or, or it's going to bring someone coming on the scene. It's going to bring some, situ some, uh, some situations. You know, we look at it today. We, I mean, the poverty. We see, we see uh, the wars. We see, we see the, the battle between Israel and, and, and uh, the, the Muslims. And it's coming. That nobody has yet been able to solve it. You get what I'm saying? Nobody has come on the scene. You know, we have our own presidents that have tried to make peace between the Muslims or the Arab people in Israel. This man's going to come on the scene. He's going to do things nobody's ever done. There are going to be things he's going to do. It's going to cause the world to be amazed. And he's going, to, he's going to function with the very power of Satan in him. The reason why I'm sharing this is because today, as, as Christians, as this church, this body of believers, we have to notice what's going on around us. And if we close our eyes, see, I'm not looking for the Antichrist. I'm looking for the, the, the Christ. I'm not looking for the undertaker. I'm looking for the upper taker. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want to go to heaven one day, praise God. I don't hope to ever put my eyes on this man. I want to be with Jesus. But Jesus said, and before this all would happen, you would have to notice the signs and the times. Paul says it like this, and I'm going to start, I guess, in about, let's start in verse 1, I guess. Now, he's warning the Thessalonican church about this great apostasy, this great demonic person that's coming. Listen, I'm so troubled right now with the preachers I see out there. I get so angry if I sit down and listen to these 
I call them sermons. They're nothing but lies. They're preaching another gospel, a selfish gospel, a prosperity gospel, a gospel of me, 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 me. And, and you know, people are flocking to him. And I, I sat down and I tell Janice that like, she hears a lot of my griefs. <laughs> I get a lot of them. I said, how could these people, by the thousands, sit down and listen to a man that calls himself God? I just don't, I just don't. When the scriptures very clearly say, there's only one equal with God, and that's Jesus Christ. And they're going to rise up by the numbers. Antichrist is here. There's many antichrists. You know, you have a study and look at history on Hitler. This man had, had paralyzed this nation. They were so fixed on him, they would have done anything for him. He caused so much pain to the people of God. Killed over 6 million Jews with no heart. And he carried religion on his side. I don't want to bust your bubble, but Hitler was a Catholic. And he was orchestrated to do what he did by the Catholic Church. Come on, somebody. And you don't have to get into all that stuff because I got time this morning. And, you know, we got a, a little podcast and people might disagree with me. They listen on the Internet, but I don't care if you disagree with me. I mean, he was, in, he was empowered by the Catholic Church. And, and he did some things, and I thought about it. I said, man, how could this man, one man, paralyze so much people? And fixed upon him. But I got news for you. The Antichrist is going to make him look like a choir boy. And when he's going to come, the whole world's going to go after him. I personally don't believe there's not a nation that won't bow to him. Uh, when you look at his spirit, you know, you've been, I was talking a lot about pride the last couple of weeks. And this is going to be the most prideful individual probably ever walked this planet. His arrogance is going to be so real. He's going to be so boastful. He's going to blaspheme Christ. He's going to blaspheme the name of God. And I want to read this to you, okay? I don't know we ain't going to finish this today. I'm just going to do it in parts maybe. Now he said, now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together unto him, we ask you, so listen to this. Do not be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ has come. Now you see what was happening here. <clears throat> some of these people thought, was the people going to, Jesus had come already. And some of them thought that their dead loved ones, you know, what's going to happen when he comes or He's coming, why, why, why are they left behind? He said, don't trouble yourself about those people. He gave them a warning. This is what's going to happen before Christ comes back. These are things that's going to happen. Listen, I've been reading the Bible for years, and I find out that there's so much about the, the end times, and most of the church is not even looking at it anymore. When I first got saved in this church, the main emphasis that we were looking for was the coming of Christ. 
It was one of the top messages in here. I believe in my heart. I, I remember we were looking. Any little spot of light that would come in the sky. Like Jesus is coming. We were looking for that. coming, And there was nothing wrong with that. That's, that's what we should be doing. In the days of the apostles, man, I feel the presence of God. They were expecting him in their day. And I looked over these letters. They were talking like he was coming next week in their time, in their day. Their, their heart was expecting it. They were looking for it, Todd. They were looking for it. They were waiting for it. And, and Paul says, wait a minute. We got a few things we got to settle before we, we could. Listen, these things have to happen before he comes back. Let no one deceive you by any means, for the day will not come unless there be a great way first. Now, you remember about last year sometime, I, I felt in my spirit we're in that season. I've never seen so many Christians fall away like I, I do now. And the time we should be drawing near to him is when a, a lot of people are drawn away. And you know, you look at the church you see, the gospel that you hear today is not a gospel of Jesus Christ. It's a feel-good gospel. It's, it's a God-can-make-you-rich gospel. You know, God loves you gospel. And there's nothing wrong. The love of God is great, but the love of God is not erased sin. Unless you accept that forgiveness of the cross and, and repent. I love the love. Thank God it's the greatest thing that God ever gave us is His love. But you can't take the love of God and cover things that you haven't repented of and turned away from. And he says it like this. He says, there's going to be a great falling away. We're in that season. And he says, and the, the man of sin is revealed. The son of perdition. The wicked one. The evil one. The Antichrist. Now I want to back up a little bit. And I want to put us in, 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 in chronological order here. We're in a time of the season of the great falling away right now. Right? And that is the first thing Paul warns us about before he reveals himself. The Antichrist. Is that there was going to be great, a great falling away. Please don't stop praying. Please don't stop reading your Bible. Come on, Holy Ghost. Please don't come, come to church. Get all you can get. Grow in the Lord. Draw close to the Lord. I was sharing with the other way. I said, you know what the world is? The world is rotting right underneath our feet. I mean, death everywhere. Corruption. As I never saw. You see, America used to be a beacon at one time. Seriously. And when the rest of the world would look at America, they would see a good nation. One of these, one of these uh, Buddhist monks, one, I don't remember his name, uh, Mahana Dandi, whatever his name was, he had come to America. And he wondered what made America so great. He said it's not until he went into the churches in America that he saw what made America great. Because, my Lord God, God-fearing people, people that loved each other and sacrificed for each other and, made, and devoted their lives to serving Him. And they took those devotions and that love outside of the walls of the church and they shared it wherever they went, like you were singing. 
It's because of the passion, my Lord, I feel it, man. The passion they had for the Lord. The love they had for God. Now, in the modern church, you don't even hear the word hell anymore. Sin is not even spoken of anymore. When's the last time you heard somebody talk about the coming of Jesus? The only one is Brother Swagger and them. They, they, they preach it. But as for, and of course, I don't, li- I don't care. Li- Man, every time I put that, that, that thing, I listen to these dumbbell preachers. It gets me so upset. I said, Jen, Jen, Jen Lenny, your blood pressure is going to go up. Well, you know, I told Jen, I said, she almost like a righteous anger. Why in the world are they hiding the truth? You have the chance to tell people Jesus is coming. He's coming back. My Lord, I don't know if you feel that, praise God. He's coming for his church without spot or wrinkle or blemish. My Lord, I, I, listen, I, I got a little, little blemishes. I'm getting rid of them boogers, man. I don't want no blemishes. Listen, I want to get right with God. I want to make sure in my life is a committed life, a devoted life, a passion for Jesus. That's what I want. And I'm only speaking for myself, okay? I know what God has been speaking to me, the things he's been telling me. And you know what? I pray, Lord, please don't remove my candlestick. Lord, come on, somebody. Come on, please don't take the light out of me. I feel like preaching, praise God. <laughs> I said, Lord, please. I get to our strumming by itself. <laughs> please don't remove the fire. Please fill me with the passion for Jesus. And, I, and you know, and I, I'm, I'm, I see something. I was telling Sister Janice, I said, he's been speaking to me, praise God. I don't ever want to lose that, y'all. I don't want to ever lose the voice of God speaking to me. And some things I, he tells me is uncomfortable. Come on, somebody. Sometimes he tells things about me. He said, Lanny, listen, this has got to change. When you think you got it all together, you find out you still messed up. <laughs> Come on, somebody. And you know what? I'm going to roll just like everybody else. It don't yet appear what I'm going to be, but when he comes, I'm going to be like him, right? Come on, Jesus. From now into to heaven, there's a devil to fight. And you know what? He, the devil don't play fair. He doesn't love you. He doesn't want to bless you. He wants you dead and in hell. That's what he wants. And the same spirit that dwells in Satan is going to dwell in this man. The Antichrist. And he's on the scene. He's going to be the world leader that's going to come. He's the one that's going to... Listen, I said it the other day. And I said, you know, you know, with everything that's out there, I was thinking about the two witnesses in the book of Revelation. They were going to get out there in this, during this tribulation period and they're going to preach. And they're going to preach. <laughs> And they're going to get the, the Antichrist nervous. They're going to put, listen, he's going to hate them with a passion. And he's going to have them killed. And for three days, their dead body is going to lay in the streets of Jerusalem. And on the third day, <laughs> they're going to get up and they're going to sin into heaven. And the whole world's going to see them rise. That was impossible when 
that was written. But now, if it happens, you're going to see it in 15 minutes through your television set or your, your iPhone or satellite. <laughs> My God, somebody ought to get excited. Don't tell me the Bible don't know its business. <laughs> don't tell me God don't know its business. And I looked at knowledge, and the book of Daniel says it's going to increase. When you got, went to bed this morning and got up, your iPhone had upgraded. Yeah. You know what that was? There was increasing the ability of that thing to do more stuff. Knowledge. Listen, when we started the year 1900, we were basically horse and buggy from the time God created the earth. We went from horse and buggy in 6,000 years to going to the moon in just 60, 70 years. You don't think we're in that season? I was watching some, uh, some videos. They're, gonna, they, they're presenting a new thing now where you won't have to have the the tablets, you're going to about to just, it's going to be in the air. You're going to control it without, I said, man, I told Janice the other day, now they got 3D printing. They can print an ear out. They can print, it's not, it, you know, they can print body parts. They're working on print. I said, wow, man, you don't think we're in that season? Something that would have been thought just science fiction. When you watch Star Trek and they flip over that thing, that little phone, they, they I believe in, honestly, Satan knew. I mean, the, the, the world, they were, they were putting this into effect. Getting people ready. Hallelujah. Praise God. And he says here, where was that, Dan? <laughs> Man of sin, the son of perdition, who opposed it. Opposed it what? He opposed it everything the Lord is. He opposed everything about holiness. He opposed everything that Jesus spoke. And exalts himself above all that is called God. Or that is worship. So he sits as in the temple of God. Showing himself that he is God. What which he's not. You know I talk a lot about false teachers and stuff. You know and I, I, I'm trying to understand God, why, 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 so, why do I have to bring that stuff up? Because you have to see it. Kenneth Copeland, and I talk about him a lot, but I want to share something about him. I was watching him, and I'm not, I pray for him. I've asked for the Lord to save him, really. I don't dislike him more. I think he's a liar. I think he's a blasphemer. And I think he's going to hell. That's only my opinion. <laughs> he said the other day, he was quoting that, when Jesus made the statement that he said, he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Jesus said that. Well, the scriptures in the book of Hebrews said that. But he took upon himself the form of a servant. Kenneth Copeland said this. He says, I am just like Jesus. And I heard it. He said, therefore, I am equal with God. I said, man. I said, what a blasphemous mouth. And you know what? And you look at that's the kind of preaching that people want to hear, y'all. Thousands of people. And the anti, it's just conditioning people for the Antichrist. That's all it is. You have the Bible. Look for yourself. Look and see what the Word says 
According to my Bible, this man is lost. And he's an antichrist. He's a spirit of antichrist. And I could go on and on and on. But watch. Where was that, Jen? Verse 5? <laughs> okay. Do you not remember that when I, I was still with you, Paul's talking to the Thessalonican church. With you, I told you these things. And now, you know what is restraining him or holding him back. Talk about the Antichrist. What, what's stopping Satan? I mean, why Satan? What's stopping the Antichrist from being revealed today? That he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already working. So, so he's saying here, sin is abound. Paul is saying there's many antichrists. Even in this day, they were lying and preaching false doctrine. But what's stopping the main, the main antichrist, the, the, the guy that's going to deceive the whole world? He says, he who restrained it will do so until he's taken out of the way. You know what that is? That's you. The church. The body of Christ. The believer. See, Satan can't do what he wants as long as there's a church here. <laughs> a church that believes in the word. I like a lot of people, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to put that on a bumper sticker. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it, I'm gonna maybe rent a billboard. And say, do you believe God? Yes. No, no. Do you believe him? It's a whole different. <laughs> the devil believes and trembles, right? To believe him is to establish your faith in what he said. That's it. Knowing that his word is true. And nothing else matters. If a man says something and it ain't in that book, you can throw it in the garbage. It's not worth listening to. He's going to teach us how to see these things, y'all. How to recognize a lie. The Antichrist is going to be the father of all lies. He's the father of Satan. He's going to act out what his father's teaching him and telling him. I'm going to shock you. The devil hates God. Because God would not give him praise. You think, I'm, you think I'm, 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 I'm being funny when I keep it this thing? You think arrogance in your life pleases God? You think pride pleases God? Pride is the key sin that started everything. That started the rebellion against God. Feel the Holy Ghost. Started the rebellion against God. Satan thought he could take God's place. You remember that? That's... You remember? And he deceived two-thirds of the angels in heaven. This is a crafty being. This is a smart being. Very wicked, but very wise. He used his deceptiveness to deceive heaven, the angels in heaven with God. How much more will he use to deceive you? Satan is the prime suspect. The prime, I want to hear the word, is the example of what pride is to the fullest. This individual, Antichrist, is going to be arrogant. Be very prideful. Very, he's going to want the world to worship him. Right? You know, I tell you, I, I've seen that. When we come up here to worship, if it's not about God's glory, then it's useless. It's arrogance. It's pride. When it's about me, 
or whoever, when it's about our praise, how good we look, how, how we can be lifted up in the eyes of man, that's pride. I mean, that's what it is. And Satan's going to be full of it. I mean, Antichrist is going to be full of it. He's going to stun the world with the miracles he's going to do. He's going to do great things. Come on, somebody. And then the world's going to say, this is our Messiah. This is what we've been waiting for. You know, the children of Israel never accepted Jesus as their Messiah. They're still waiting for him. And when this cat's going to come on the scene, they're going to take him lying and hook, sink. They're going to jump on him. See, right now, their main goal is to build the third, the third temple or the fourth temple. And when they destroyed was Herod's temple in 70 A.D., the Romans. But now they're working on, and they're plan. I heard they even bringing uh, heifers, red heifers. They need a red heifer. They're bringing them from Texas. They're breeding them in Texas. The only place they can get them as pure, Texas got some red heifers. They're bringing them some from Texas. They're setting up the, uh, the temple worship again. And the Antichrist is going to allow them to build this temple. And listen, you know why, you know why that temple is going to be built? Where that dome of the rock is. And listen, you go blow that thing up, you talk about a world war. But it's going to be accepted. God, I don't know how God's going to get rid of that thing. Earthquake might swallow it up. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But the third temple is in progress. They have the plans to build it. And when they get it built, well, it's going it's to start at the beginning. Rapture's going to happen. I'm not going to be here. You're not going to be here, okay? But they're going to sign this treaty with Israel for seven years. And it's going to look good. For the first three and a half years, you're going to think heaven on earth. But he's in the next three and a half years, when he get passes midway of the, of the tribulation, he's going to come in that temple and he's going to present himself as God, the Antichrist. And the, the, Israel, uh, the nation of Israel, the Jewish people, realize they've been deceived. And he's going to start killing them. Left and right. You think, you think the Holocaust was bad? It ain't nothing to what you're gonna, what's going to happen here. The Bible says this time is going to be a time as the earth has never seen. And there has been some bad days on this earth. There has been some hard times on the earth. But the earth has never seen the, the, the tribulation, the, the turmoil, the, 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 the destruction. Everything that is going to happen has never been on the earth before. I mean, in, in, in what you're going to see this happening. And he's going to call himself God. And he's going to get in his temple. And the Jews are going to realize that he's, a, he's the Antichrist. And the Bible says that they're going to get saved. They're going to accept Jesus. Because you read the book of Zechariah. They're going to, Jesus is going to come back at Armageddon. And he's going to look in there. And, and, and the Jews are going to be crying for him. And they're going to say, what are these wounds in his hands? <laughs> come on. This was where before there was crucifixion. This was prophesied. And they're going to realize that Jesus was the Messiah all along. But he's, on, he's, he's here. And I personally believe he's born. I believe he's ready to, to take power. And if we don't be watchful, listen, if we buy all that junk you see out there, especially by religious leaders, especially by those that stand behind pulpits, God is angry. I got upset the other day. 
I was listening to, I don't even call him a preacher. It's a man that had a church in Boston. Because a preacher preaches the gospel, right? He's, listen, that junk you hear, he sat up there and he says, you know what? God is love, and God accepts the LGB community. And, he, you know, I should have heard him praise these people. And two weeks later, this, this church is over 200 years old. A bolt of lightning hit the, the steeple and burned it to the ground. <laughs> God is angry. God is not accepting the LGB community. He's not accepting the perversion and the wickedness that's in these people's hearts. We pray for their salvation. Pray to get born again. If they're born again, they're going to change. Hallelujah. They get their lives right, they're going to change. But they're not going to, God is not accepting that life. The Bible calls it an abomination. I read in the scripture, the Bible says, don't let a man lie with a man as he lay with a woman. It's an abomination. Even one place where he talks about it, God made a law that men was not to wear women's garments. It was an abomination. Don't listen to that junk you see out there. I don't care how glamorous these preachers or politicians are. They're lying. God is angry. This is the spirit of Antichrist, y'all. This is what the system is bringing us. Last night, and I'm almost, I ain't going to keep you too long, okay, really. I was listening to a prophecy. Given by David Wilkerson in 1973. And you would think this man was reading today's newspaper. He told us of what would happen. David Wilkerson died in 2008, I think it is, somewhere around there. Well, anyway, you would think he's reading the, everything he said. He gave prophecies. He said there was trouble him to, 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 to say these things. It was, it was bothering him because he didn't want to. Say what God was showing him. Homosexuality. Lazy preachers. The, 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 a laid back church. <laughs> Anything is accepted. Listen, you take the love of God out of context, God's going to judge you. Because the love of God never erased his attitude towards sin. And judgment. And you know what that, know that preacher said? That other guy at this church, he got up and he says, if this is God's judgment, if God is a God of judgment, he ain't worth worshiping. I said, my God, you, you want him to burn you next? <laughs> we don't have no problem talking about the love of God. We got the love of God covering. Now, the Bible says the love of God covers multitudes. That's unrepentant sin. That's not sin that's not dealt with. I'm almost finished, y'all. I'll tell you what, I can go for a week. <laughs> I know y'all getting hungry. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I'm going to ask you a question when I finish, okay? Let me finish reading verse 6. And now you know that what restrained him from being revealed in this time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already work at work. He who restrains will, so, uh, will so, do so until he be taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed. I believe that's the church. I believe it's about the children of God that's waiting for the coming of Christ, okay? How do you know that? That's just what I believe. It's, it, to me, I, I, that's the only place I can put, all right? I believe the church is going to meet the Lord. The church is going to be raptured out of here. The body of Christ, those that believe, not necessarily a building, but a heart. The church is made up of God-fearing people. I love the Lord. Give their heart to Christ. Those are the only ones going. 
Come on. <laughs> I heard some other, listen, I tell people that I said, they say, do you think you have the only way? Yes. You don't think the Catholics and the Baptists and the Methodists and the Presbyterians, listen, they don't believe Jesus Christ is Lord and don't repent of their sins, they're not going. Oh, I'm going to get some lips. <laughs> Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man comes to the Father but by me. Not Mary, not Buddha, not Muhammad, not Harry, Harry Krishna, none of these people. Jesus is the way. And he said, well, how, does I know, how do I know he's the way? Because he said it. <laughs> Y'all go get it after a while, praise God. Listen, how much comfort do you have in what Jesus said? How much do you believe in what he said? <laughs> I'm preaching, man. He said it. I, I am the way. There's one mediator between God and man. The man, Christ Jesus. That's it. You're very arrogant. No, I'm not arrogant. I'm just telling you what the Bible said. Praise God. You're going to go by Jesus or you're not going to? I had, I had my office there a while back. I said, man, I'll tell you. There's a little Muslim come in. And, and he was, listen, Lord, he was the most calmest, little gentlest little fella. And he was talking about the Lord. And he found out he was Muslim. I said, I'll tell you what. I said, you ain't getting to heaven without Jesus. Man, his hair came up straight. But he, I thought he was coming. He was, got angry at me. I mean, he was mad. He was, he was, and he left. And I thought, oh, Lord, he's coming back to blow me up. <laughs> that's what, and listen, that's all I told him. I said, you ain't getting to heaven without Jesus. And from a calm, gentle little fellow, you would have thought he was an angel, man. He, the demons came out, praise God. You would have thought, oh, my God. You live in false religion don't want you to say Jesus is the only way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And I'm almost in, I promise. <laughs> Whom the Lord will consume with the brightness, the breath of his mouth. The Lord's going to destroy this Antichrist. He's going he's to be thrown into the lake of fire, right? Did you read that in your Bible? Amen. He's going to be destroyed. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan. Listen to this. Who is the Antichrist? He's the working of Satan. He's the work of Satan. He's going to do Satan's bidding. Right? And that whole battle is not... Listen. It's the battle between God and the devil. Between righteousness and unrighteousness. Satan will never sit on God's throne. He will be cast into the lake of fire. Where the Antichrist and the false prophet, which... I believe I don't get into the false prophet issue because I ain't got time, but I can tell you what I believe. One day I will. <laughs> I just ain't got time to draw it. I believe it's the Catholic Church. I believe it's the Pope. Yeah. I just, that's what I believe. And, and, and the thing is that who has more control? Listen, the Catholic Church can go into Muslim nations where Christian churches can't. Uh, they're, they're the ones that's controlling the, you know, the, the, the economy, a lot, a lot of, I don't have to get into all that stuff, uh, you know, with the holidays and, and stuff like that. I mean, and, and it, it's another story, okay? But you have to read the history of these people. You, ought to, you, ought, you, you blow your mind, man. And 
there has to be a false prophet with it. And I believe it's going to be the Pope or the Catholic Church. Because of their Babylonian spirit. Because they have the spirit of Babylon. The Bible says about mystery Babylon. You remember that? And I got all the it talks about in Revelation 13. That there was a beast that was going to rise out of the sea. Having seven heads and ten horns. And if you ever read it. It says that they're going to have a woman riding on this beast. That's going to be scarlet and purple. Colors. Do you know who's, what's the colors of the Catholic Church? She's going to have a gold cup in her hand. Filled with the abominations. Who, what really do you know uses a gold cup? Hmm? You'd be surprised. <laughs> you love the Catholic people. You pray for them. Listen, I'm not telling you, but the system is the system of Antichrist. It's the system that the Antichrist is going to use. He's going to, he's, he's going to have to have a religion to use to get into power. Right, he's going to have a have the system. And what's happening, a lot of Protestant churches are joining up with the Catholic Church. Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to one preacher one day. He had a, a Catholic priest on there. He said, the Catholic priest said, now nah, Protestantism is over. I said, well, yeah, you would like to have that happen. <laughs> sure, you would like, you know, you, you got a bunch of ding bells listening to you. I said, what's wrong with you? No Protestantism. You know what that word Protestant means? Protestant. The protestant of this, this, this mother of harlots. That's what it means. I know that's hard, but it's, it's the truth. Watch the rise of the Catholic Church. You know, you know every, every Supreme Court justice we got now is Catholic? You think when, the, when, when, they, when, when Satan's going to set up his uh, this time for America, you think they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna bid with you? Most, all of them are Catholic. At one time, you can even elect a Catholic president in this country. Come on. We got one sitting in office right now. We got, we got uh, seven. How much people? Nine of them sitting on the Supreme Court? Nine. I think it's nine. All Catholic. Every one of them. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's, let's close with this, okay? This is the thing that I, I like. But for those that believe, for those that are ready, if I ask you a question today, listen, you might say, well, I've fallen from the Lord. Come back. God, God will restore you, right? That's, that's just that's what he wants. He wants to. That's in, that's, God's heart is breaking. For the children have drifted away. That's part of God's love for us. I tell people that a lot, I said, God's grace is sufficient because he, that's his character. You're his child. You love him. Come back. Come back. And start all over. As long as Jesus hasn't come back, you have a chance. Come on. Don't go through the tribulation period because if you can't live for him now, you ain't going to live through for him in the tribulation period. Stand up, praise God. I don't want to ask you, if you can. If Jesus would come back to get today, are you ready? If Jesus would come back to get his church, would you go? 
Listen. I was thinking about <clears throat> Peter. We're talking mini verbal. Peter said, Lord, so I'll die with you. You ain't going to do it, Peter. He said, before this night's going to finish, you're going to deny three times you even know me. Oh, no, he, he, he was, not me, uh-uh. me and you like this, God. We got it together. But the more I go in my walk with God, I find out just how much I don't got together. Right? And the thing for this church and this body, I can't speak for no other church, but I can speak for this one. The main mission is to get you ready to meet Jesus, right? The main mission in this church is to make sure that every one of you, when that trumpet sounds, is going to be with the Lord. Now, you can fight it. That's between you and the Lord. I can't make somebody serve God. Like I say a lot of times, I can't go to your house and shake you by the head and say, serve God. You have to make the decision that it's today is the day of salvation. I got to get things right today. And today is a day that I see where I'm at with the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't know if it's just getting to you, praise God, but I'm at that point. I know it's coming. I'm going to tell you something, brother. I'm not a good gambler. And the last thing I want to do is gamble with my soul. I don't gamble at all. <laughs> but I don't want to gamble with my soul. How do I know I'm going to heaven? Because of the blood of Jesus. Because of what he did at Calvary. Can you go to heaven in sin? No. People say, well, well, listen, I'm still, no, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about practice sin. I'm not talking about sin you're dealing with, okay? Things that you're dealing with your life. God knows your heart. But to say, I'm going to heaven and I'm a fornicator. No, you're not. I'm going to heaven because I, and I'm a homosexual. No, you're not. I'm going to heaven and I lie. No, you're not. Because you already made up your mind you're not going to repent of it, right? So you're not going to take any further with God till you get that right. Believe me, I know. I've had a couple of incidents the last few weeks. God was like I told Todd, man, I felt like I felt like a wretched man in Romans seven. Oh, wretched man! He did with my heart, almost tore my heart out of my chest, man, because I thought I had it right, Lord. I thought I was on the right, and I was. I'm growing. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm lost, but I had I had to deal with that that sin, a pride. I had to deal with it. I had to stop and say, God, this is not going to be in my life. This is not pleasing to you. So I'm not going to do it. And let me tell you something. I feel a whole lot better. (laughs) I feel a whole lot freer. (laughs) Because I don't feel bound anymore. You understand what I'm saying? God has revealed something to me. And he says, and I'm getting it right with God. I'm taking it out of my life. I feel so much freer to worship. I have no problem worshiping. Because I know I'm getting closer to Jesus. Right? I don't know if this is doing something for you this morning, praise God. But if Jesus comes tomorrow, what, would you, if he come knocking at your door, what, would, you, would you have to change the channel on the television? Would you have to put the, uh, put the Bible where uh, some dirty magazines were or, or something? You get what I'm saying? One more song, okay? And I'm going to let you go. I wrote this song years ago. People go to YouTube and they, they can hear it. But I, I wonder, God, just how much, and I had to realize it, that this is what my life's about. 
Lord, you're my Savior. Lord, you're my Savior. Gave your life, shed your blood for me. Lord, you're my healer. Lord, you're my healer. You bore the stripes, my infirmity. Sing it with me, Mom. You're my hope and strength. You're my peace of mind. This old world seems to get me. You're my hope and strength. You're my peace of mind. When this old world seems to get me down. Yes, Lord. Lord, you're my lawyer. Lord, you're my lawyer. You go to the Father for me. Lord, you're my leader. Lord, you're my leader. You lead me in the paths of righteousness. You're my hope and strength. You're my peace of mind. This old world seems to get me down. You're my hope and strength. You're my peace of mind. This old world seems to get me down. This old world seems get me down. Amen. God is good. Amen. Thank God. Thank God for his mercy. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me pray with you this morning before we dismiss. And I'm going to thank God for this morning. It's a good day to serve the Lord. I feel good, man. I really, I, listen, I feel my faith rising up. <laughs> I feel Jesus is coming. I'm going. You know. I'm ready. I'm ready. I said I'm ready. Hallelujah. I'm re- Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. Praise God. I'm ready. Man, I feel the faith of God this morning. I thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. Lord, we thank you for this morning. As we get ready to dismiss the service, I thank you for those that are here, Father God, for those that are there to, to receive of your word. Father, strengthen your people. Let them see Jesus. Father, as Stephen said, I see Jesus standing on the right hand of God. Lord, thank you. Bless your people. Touch their bodies. Heal them, Father. Bless those in here that need a financial miracle. 
Touch them. Those that need healing in their body, touch them. Those that need peace in their mind, touch them. In Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus, Father God, we praise and honor you and thank you. Thank you.